It's time for Watch and Learn, the show where we discuss the life lessons we learn from the movies we watch. Today, Venom. Hey, Movie Maniacs, my name is Sky, and I just chomped down on three heads for lunch, so I'm totally full, and I'm ready to talk Venom with my brother Dusty. Dusty, how many heads and spleens did you eat today? I actually had a couple pancreases, so that was was really good. (laughs) Yeah, great. Hit the spot, huh? It sure did. So your symbiote's nice and satisfied, and he's not going to eat your heart for his own meal anytime soon. Oh, man, yeah. I actually heard that this movie was bad. And I didn't watch any trailers like we've talked about many times before that um, watching trailers gives away so much and either anticipation goes up or you're expecting stuff or you're not really surprised at watching the movie because you've already seen a trailer. And so I've definitely stayed away from it. Um, And so I was told just by somebody on a random uh, uh, statement where I was at the gym, somebody said, yeah, because I told them I was going to go watch it that day. And they said, well, I've heard it was horrible. Like it was it was this, that or the other. And I, oh, okay. So I had, you know, a little bit of a negative thought going in my head, but Honestly, I was not as upset as I thought I would be. Like it wasn't like a Spider-Man three from Sony. I mean, that was horrible. I couldn't mm-hmm. watch that ever. But um, I, I liked it. What do you think about Venom? I really did enjoy it myself for sure. I it I had no expectations, but then I went and saw it, and I was thoroughly thoroughly satisfied with it. I, I, yeah, I'm right there with you. Now we'll talk about the movie score and everything a little bit later, but in all, it was very entertaining and I thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed it. Now here's one thing though that irritates the crap out of me. I'm not sure if it's per movie or movie theater or what, what it is, but there were stupid 29 minutes of stupid trailers. Obviously you know, their trailers are fine. Actually Captain Marvel was one of them. So I plugged my ears and closed my eyes and heard <laughs> humming the whole time. Cause I didn't want to, didn't want to see it. But, um, 29 minutes of trailers and things before the movie actually started. Can you believe that? Wait, you're you're not joking? There was really 29 minutes <sighs> in your theater? 11.30 was when it was supposed to start, and 11.59 is when it oh. actually started. I was so upset. That is terrible. We arrived. I took the whole family to go see it. We arrived at 11.35, got our popcorn, got our sodas, got in there, Um the last trailer started, which for Spider-Man, like uh, the animated Spider-Man. I left the theater while everybody went and grabbed their seat. I came back in five minutes later, just in time for the movie to start. So there might have only been 15 minutes of previews for us. 15 minutes. You know, you understand 15 minutes because it's a norm. 15 minutes is okay. Mm-hmm. But yeah, after 29 minutes of sitting there, I was like, this is horrible. So probably many, many other it will it, to me. It does seem like it's per movie. It might depend on if it's opening day or whatever, and people want to you know get their movie in front of this movie and all that sort of stuff. Or maybe just the that. movie theaters too. Maybe theaters yeah. get a certain you know five bucks per person watching each trailer. I mean, I don't know how that stuff works, but it could be something like that. Yeah. So that was rather irritating. I just had to say that that irritated the stink out of me. Oh man, I, that would bug the crap out of me too. I really do agree with you. I think my low expectations really helped me to enjoy it. Um, Critics on Rotten Tomatoes, only 31% of critics are giving it the thumbs up, whereas the audience, 89%. Yeah! What a crazy (laughs) difference, you know? Yeah, so I I would actually... uh, Well, I'm going to... 
jump right to the the score mm-hmm. um, of it because you just mentioned it. I gave it an 87 before. I, I didn't even know. Since you said it, that was the first time I heard it. I gave uh-huh. it an 87%. What did you give it? I give it an 80. Man, I totally recommend anybody who likes action, especially comic book movies, but if you just like action movies, uh, it, it's, it's definitely worth seeing for anybody who's into big screen action. Oh, so not above the 80. You gave it a solid 80. Yep, solid 80. Got it. I think I, I, I originally put down 82, but then I realized, you know what? It was actually, it was a little bit above that. So I gave it an 87. Mm-hmm. Cool, cool. Um, the, the only, like my biggest complaint about the movie is it took too long to get to full Venom. I, uh, really? That's my only complaint. Like, like, you know how, okay, Deadpool, for example, one of the best action movies of all time. Deadpool starts off with him being Deadpool, jumping off of the overpass and getting into action, right? Right away, it starts with that. And then they go back and dive into how Deadpool became Deadpool. I think they should have done this something very similar. Start with Venom being Venom, fighting somebody somewhere, something somehow, and then get to the backstory on how he became. Because the whole reason people go to see this movie is because they want to see Venom in action, right? Yeah. And you don't get to see him till like 45 minutes in. That's my only complaint with the movie, really. That makes a lot of sense. I remember the movie Peppermint we just did uh, a couple weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Exact same thing. They started with her being, you know, as, as she is. And then flashback of how she actually got to the point. And it was fairly quick. Yeah. But then again, um, I don't know if I would have nearly as much background or depth of the character. But I, I completely understand what you're saying. Now, for uh, one thing that struck me, the only thing that was... Um, irritating, I guess, if you would use that word, or if I would use that word, um, was I hate when movies start with questions that are not answered. And the big question for me, or do you know the question I'm thinking of? Uh, why were they going up in space to look at asteroids? That's one. That, that Not really. That's not the question, but that's that's oh. kind of it. But they kind of got after it. They talked okay. a lot about it. How in the crap did they get those symbiotes inside those little containers when they could just you know destroy you? Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes sense. I understand. I, I understand asking that question. Yes. Yeah. So you know they're flying back and they already have them in these containers, but these things are just there. There's pr- apparently millions of them or thousands or whatever, however many of on the asteroid or wherever they are. Or, you know however it works out. How in the world they do that? That just seems crazy. Yeah. I mean, maybe they don't explain it, but maybe in the coldness of space they're dormant. Ah. Uh. Well, should have been something like that, but that—that that was I—I I don't like it when they initially start out with something that you can have a question, like what, how in the world did that happen? Yeah, I don't like that, but yeah. Um, one thing that I wanted to bring up also was um, a couple things. There was Sony's not good at putting humor inside of movies, at least these you know Marvel movies. Mm-hmm. But the only humor that I got out of there was a little bit of humor here and there, but Venom was actually humorous. Yeah, that's where the humor started in the movie with Venom. Absolutely. So along with that, Sky, you're a comic book reader. You've read many, many comics, so many more than I ever have. Um, so I have some questions I want to go through with you comparing okay. the movie versus the comic book. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. So first, is Venom a humorous character inside the book, comic books? Not initially, but I think later on they found the humor... Uh, I think later on they found some humor in in Venom. But with the way movies are nowadays and with the way superhero movies are, everybody expects the humor, so you got to force it in there, even if it's not part of the characters. And I would not say that I was disappointed. I actually thought it was very good. I 
it, it was a it wasn't like Venom was trying to be funny, but how he was thinking. Yeah. It was. It came out really well, so I enjoyed the humor in it. So it was kind of like a buddy, like you know, buddy comedies or absolutely. buddy action movies where two yeah. different personalities are interacting. That's what we saw with Tom Hardy and Venom, and I really like that aspect too. Like I you said. did. I did thoroughly like that. So I think where Sony has dropped the ball many, many times, and they could have put a little more humor, made it a little more yeah. um, enter- entertaining to watch, but they, I think they did a decent job. Yeah. I agree. And I think all the humor came from those two. There might have been a few little brief snippets of humor from other characters, but the humor felt more natural because it came from their interaction. Two people that do not know each other, but now all of a sudden they're like inextricably linked. Yep. That it there was a perfect situation for that. If Anne, his girlfriend, started to be super humorous, or if uh Drake played by Riz Ahmed, you know, the ultimate bad guy in Riot, if they started to be humorous, it would feel out of place. But I think they nailed the humor. I I agree. So Mm -hmm. another question, is this the same origin as in the comics? Not exactly. In the comic books, um, Spider-Man during Secret Wars gets the Venom symbiote. He doesn't think of it as a symbiote. It's just his uniform. He comes back to Earth, and then he's starting to have problems where his personality is changing, like the symbiote is starting to affect his personality. He becomes very negative and jaded, and then they separate. And then Eddie Brock is a really, not evil, but a really negative, um, not a loser, but a guy that has had life... Things haven't gone for him the way he wanted to in life, right? So he gets the Venom uh, symbiote, and he becomes Venom, and then he starts taking out his anger on those around him. So it's kind of a different story. Uh, Some of the tones are about the same. Like, he's a loser, whereas in the comic books, he's a loser. Um, But no one thinks of him as a loser. Yeah, I don't know exactly, but it's kind of similar, some some of the elements. So Venom was a loser, is that, or, or Eddie Brock was a loser? They've never talked about... Well, up until recently, Venom was just a, a, a stand... Not a, until maybe a few years ago. Venom was just a solo kind of symbiote. And then all of a sudden, they brought Carnage on, who now is another symbiote. And then they created a whole planet of symbiotes. Um, and then they created like a god of symbiotes. He's in, He's like basically like a god in the universe you know so they've gradually built venom and the whole symbiote into an entire planet along with its own god got it very cool so now next question is is venom a good guy in the comics because it seems like that's where the movie's going being a good guy but is venom a good guy in the comics nope started off bad now he's good actually yes so so to answer yes now he is a good guy and you're right that's where they're taking this character and i love the idea that they're taking him he's going to be my guess is he's going to be like an not an anti-hero i don't know what the word is but like the punisher um out there doing bad things for the right reasons i think venom's going to be the same kind of way got it now next question or one of the last questions who is the guy at the end of the movie where woody harrelson woody harrelson is playing who is that guy he ends up becoming uh, uh, Carnage. Huh. Like, in the comic books, I can't remember his name exactly, but his name in the movie is the guy who becomes Carnage, who, be, who like, takes the whole Venom, the evilness of Venom, to another level and is just evil for evil's sake. That's Carnage. So Carnage is another symbiote that, for some reason, has to come to Earth and get with this guy. I don't remember where um, Carnage came from. It might have been, I don't, I just don't remember the origin in the comic books. But if you remember during the movie, at one point, one or two of the symbiotes escape 
And then Drake even says, how did he escape? What went on? And so my guess is that symbiote that escaped is going to end up somehow meeting um, Woody Harrelson's character and becoming Carnage for a, in a later movie. Very cool. Okay. So one of the last couple questions, and they're basically um, one and the same almost. Mm-hmm. So number one, where are they going with the storyline, if you can imagine, with the comics? And also, where does this play in the MCU, you know, with Avengers and all that sort of stuff, and if it does? Yeah, I don't know if anytime they'll they'll bring it to the MCU. I think they could easily do... Well, he's in San Francisco, right? So it's going to be kind of tough. Although he came from New York and went to San Francisco, it might be tough to get Venom back to New York to meet Spider-Man. Um, but I would really like to see this going to where he becomes like... Like maybe like Deadpool. Like maybe Eddie Brock continues his whole... Um, um, John Stossel kind of reporting gig and exposing the underbelly of companies and stuff. But when he exposes stuff, maybe he'll decide to use his venom powers to go chomp some heads and right some wrongs, you know. And eventually, I'm hoping they intersect or venom intersects with Deadpool or Spider Man at some point. That would be pretty neat. Very cool. So those are the questions I wanted you, as the comic book reader, to to answer. So thank you very much. Good job. Yeah, sure thing. And um. The end of this movie found Venom fighting Riot, you know, symbiote versus symbiote. Yeah. I don't want to see the next movie just being Venom versus Carnage. You know what I mean? Like, Got it. I don't want the same bad guys over and over again. Carnage will bring different things than Riot did uh, to, to whatever, however they tell the story. But I would love to see the next movie be some other bad guy, maybe some other classic... Um, uh, Venom, uh, Venom, villain from Spider-Man's world, and then maybe the third movie is Carnage or something. That makes sense. Well, they already brought Carnage in there, so hopefully, like if the way it would play out would be he would be a part of it, but not be the main main uh, focus. But he'd be building up his empire or you yeah. know, whatever he's doing, and then in the third. But that that does make sense. I, I like that idea. So another thing I wanted to bring up was I did thoroughly appreciate that they did not have the main guy be a. Can you finish what I'm saying? Um, a rich white guy. Rich white guy as a stereotypical <laughs> rich white guy. That's how. All the movies are. They're stereo- and I'm not saying that white guys aren't bad at all, but of course. But just every movie, it's always a stereotypical white guy. Wait, wait sorry, white rich guy yeah, is yeah, yeah. always the bad guy. And so I really, it was a young, uh, I don't know what is he, Indian or whatever. I don't know. I have no idea what he is, but he's just not the stereotypical bad guy, which is great. Now, if they take it one step further, will they have like, you know, a, a Mexican uh, female woman that, that is the bad guy? That would be even completely opposite of what you. You know the route you would go, but anyways, all that to say, I just love that they're not following every stereotype. Like I figure Sony would follow stereotypes and just be kind of corny and hashed out. And but they actually, I was like, huh, good job. I like that. Yeah, I agree with you there. Riz Ahmed, he's a, he's a great actor. He's done some he really good job. movies, Nightcrawler, and he was in Rogue One as well. Uh, he was a perfect. I thought he was a perfect fit here, and I liked how he was kind of like they portrayed him as like as an Elon Musk but willing to do evil things for what he would consider the benefit of humanity. You know what I mean? Well, um, did he really, though? Because what I saw, he didn't really care about humanity. He cared about more about the earth and just because he, he saw as humans as being... It, it wasn't about the humans. It was about more so the earth. And so I completely disagree with that perspective i think humans are the top the that the earth is is below the humans like humans need to be you need to survive and it didn't seem like he really cared at least that's the way i took it it was more of like humans are poorly designed and you know they're just expendable and so you know we want to get a better race or whatever it might be but that's how i saw it 
Oh, I saw his goal. His aim in the movie was to start a, um, not a revolution. What's the word I'm looking for? An evolution in the human species. Yeah. And he was willing to sacrifice a lot of humans um, in order to get to that evolution. So that's what I thought he was. He he felt that he was doing the right thing, but he was going about it the wrong way and sacrificing people. And I don't think he was trying to help the Earth, as in the planet Earth, Um I think maybe he wanted to build his empire and he wanted to to take everything to a new level, the human race to a new level. One quick uh, thought, and we'll get off the subject of, of me a little bit of disagreeing or saying, uh, pointing out that way that reason why I think that it was about the earth is because he said that there that there's no more. It's the earth is cannot sustain this anymore. It's it's not no longer able to sustain. We've used up all of our resources, you know, all these sort of things that you would normally hear from uh, either people that love the earth or whatever it might be, or, or, or progressive liberals or, you know, something that's against conservative, not saying that's good or bad. I'm just saying that's the way it is. Um, and so you get that type of thinking. And with that, he's like, you know what, let's just do something else. We can live on. Anyways, all that to say, um, I did appreciate and I love the storytelling of Venom. And I did like how it didn't have a stereotypical white male as being the bad guy. But um, is there anything that stood out to you that you liked or you wanted to quote or comment about the movie? Not anything that beyond what we, what we already discussed. I liked some of the action scenes and I would have liked to have seen a little bit more, especially sooner. Um but like the the bike chase through San Francisco, him pr- protecting or um, uh, defending himself in his apartment and then fighting those SWAT guys, those were all pretty awesome scenes. Um, but I did have one complaint about that final Venom and Riot battle at the end. It reminded me too much of Transformers action where the camera needs to back up like 20 feet so we could see more of the action, you know? Yep, I, I definitely agree with that. Mm-hmm. Because at at the time I'm like, I don't is that venom or is that right? Like I don't understand exactly what's going on. There's so it's so fast and it's so close, and I just it couldn't. See. And plus, I was sitting really close. I was like in the second row because ah. I actually went on Columbus Day when people are out of school and all that sort of stuff. I'm like, mm-hmm. oh crap, you know, I don't have a job, so I can go at any time. So I went at 11:30 thinking nobody's going to be there, and it was yeah. it was packed. I was like, oh man, I got to pick a better day to go. Yeah. Oh, you know what I did like though? Riot was. Uh, Venom even said it in the movie. He said, Riot is more equipped with skills or with weapons or something like that. And it was interesting to think these symbiotes, they're totally different with maybe different hierarchies and different powers and different structures. And and like Riot was able to make like gigantic maces and axes with his uh, with his body, you know, whereas Venom could basically just grab things and throw them around. You know, it was pretty cool how Venom is a loser on his planet and Riot's like a big head boss kind of guy. I did like that thinking that they're not all the same. Like different symbiotes have the ability or different abilities, some better than others. And so I did thoroughly like that. When in, Venom, I think uh, going along with you, what you said, Venom said, basically, he has things that you've never even thought of or seen or whatever. Like, yeah. this dude's bad. He's a bad dude. And he said, we have zero chance of winning. So that's pretty awesome. Yeah, it was. You know, one thing you and I both said, or we said that we heard a ton of uh, negative criticism about the movie. And a lot of people said, this should be rated R. It's rated PG-13. It's not going to be any good. And watching the movie, I don't, I didn't think it needed to be rated R. You don't need to see a ton of blood. Venom bit off somebody's head. She Venom bit off somebody's head. Um... Uh, Riot killed plenty of scientists. I mean, there was a plenty of death. You don't need a ton of bad words and a ton of blood to make for a good action movie. 
I absolutely agree. And in, especially in the very, very end scene, um, not with Woody Harrelson, but when he gets that, that guy that's holding up the convenience store, yes. um, you know, bites his head off. But you didn't need to see the head being torn off. You absolutely know what just happened. You didn't need mm-hmm. to see the body on the ground. You didn't see that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. And I thought it was good. I thought it was done really well. I agree with you there. And I think when he bites a head or when he eats something, my guess is the Venom symbiote basically ingested or metabolizes it right then and there because my first thought was oh wow tom hardy and the michelle williams they both have someone's head in their stomach (laughs) you know (laughs) well yeah because you could see um when venom said oh your pancreas is looking really good or whatever your liver is looking really good right now so he would actually eat that and when that, that he needs to ingest that not just tom hardy but he physically needs to ingest that so yeah absolutely it's it's venom ingesting that yeah, you know, um, something else I really liked was at one point, Michelle Williams' character, Anne, she says, oh, the sound is your kryptonite. And I thought that was awesome. Uh, a Marvel movie referencing something from DC, you know? Absolutely. It, I thought that was super cool. The only other time I've ever heard that was in the Batman Lego movie when the password was Iron Man sucks. <laughs> you know, that's the only other... Uh, reference between universes, and I thought it was really cool uh, bringing that word into play. Well, what what I found is it seems like they're with this movie. Like if you think about the Avengers and all those movies, it's not necessarily meant or doesn't seem to feel like it's today and actually right now. But it seems like Venom. At least this is just how I'm thinking. They're trying to make it feel like it's actually happening right now. Yeah, or they're making it think that it's 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 uh, he is in his own universe and all these other superheroes don't exist. Yeah. So, it, anyways, it's really good. I, I had another question for you. Mm-hmm. So, how did you like, or what was your take on Venom switching from being a bad guy to now being a good guy and wanting to save Earth? Because of Eddie and because of he he was a loser on his planet and now he's like a big top obviously the you know pinnacle of everything on this planet. What are your thoughts about that? It's 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 an interesting idea because I think they didn't expressly say it, but maybe the symbiote just brings ah Maybe the symbiote, okay, so it latches onto you in order to live in the oxygen atmosphere, right? But maybe also it, because like he said, I'm in your mind, I can hear your thoughts or whatever. Maybe it pulls the thoughts out of the person that it's attached to, and it kind of forms its own opinion and its own personality around that. Because as we saw, um, Drake got the riot um, symbiote and then drake even gets more evil right so maybe the riot symbiote pulled some of drake's ideas out and that formed uh helped to form his personality whereas venom pulled out the stuff from eddie brock and eddie brock's always been about helping the little guy and helping people and fighting against corruption so maybe what the symbiotes do is they kind of um personify your deepest desires and your thoughts and they help you to be more of what you already are that makes a lot of sense. And it was just rather interesting. I, I like that thinking. It just was out of the blue. You're a loser here. I'm a loser on my planet. We team up. We could be amazing here. Yeah, I, like, I love that. that. Yeah, that I thought that great. was great. Good good call there. <laughs> very, very good. So I, um, what was your thinking between, was it Spider-Man 3 when there was Venom and this mm-hmm. one? Like, what would you rate Spider-Man 3 with Sony? You know, oh, uh, my gosh. And Are you kidding me? That's one. like a 30 or 40. 
<laughs> I mean, they did some crazy stuff with Spider-Man, emo Spider-Man dancing in the streets and stuff. Really weird. And then to toss in too many villains and then one of the villains deciding to become good again, um, you know, in the Green uh, uh, green Goblin. Yeah. Uh, it's just, it, it, they tried to cram too much. And my guess, because Sam Raimi did such a good job with Spider-Man Part 1 and 2, my guess is there was too much studio interference. They wanted to make more money, so they said, put more bad guys in this. Uh, it was just unnecessary. Absolutely. Yeah, and I, I thought... Because I really enjoy the your character of Venom. Um, really, really cool. I love the way he looks and everything. Um, yeah. For some reason, I wasn't really gravitating towards Spider-Man just in the comics. But Venom was just awesome. So I was like, oh, he looks so much more awesome. Mm-hmm. But um, I thought that this movie was so much better of an intro into Venom as opposed to Spider-Man 3. Like, just hands down by far. Way better. It made, it, it made 100% more sense than that one did. Awesome. Yep, totally, totally. So uh, anything else before we get to some lessons learned? There are tons of great things we could talk about the movie, but we've already went through a, a good amount and you know, we're running long. But uh, uh, I really, really enjoyed and I would, I would, and I don't do it a lot, but I would definitely recommend people to see the movie. And just obviously in any movie, I'll say this preface, any movie, try to go in with the not having any expectations, even though it's hard to do. And we're telling you it's good and all that sort of stuff. But go in there thinking, you know, I'm going to be let down. I, I, every movie I go into, I think I'm going to be let down. And then if it's great, hey, it's great. Like I don't get because I so many times I've been disappointed because I had so high expectations. But all that to say, we could say a lot more about Venom, but it was terrific. I really, really enjoyed it. And I'm looking forward to the next one. Without a doubt. So on my end, um, uh, this first box office weekend, it made 80 million, 80 million domestically and 210 worldwide. So this is a big hit and they're definitely going to make a part two. Absolutely. They are because Venom is such an amazing character to think of. That's I, good for them. And and they're, and what I do like, and I think this is where they went right, they it says in association with or something like that, but with Marvel, they worked with Marvel to make sure that it's going to be a good movie, which is by far absolutely what they need to do. Yeah, totally, totally, totally. I agree with you there. So my first lesson learned is pay attention to weaknesses and exploit when necessary. So this worked for Anne's character at the end using the sound through the speakers to hurt Riot, of course. But it also just goes with life. You know, if you're a poker player, you're looking at weaknesses of your opponents. If you're a football player, you want to look at weaknesses on the defensive side and the and the offensive side of your opposing team. You know what I mean? Just that doesn't mean always exploit weaknesses. You don't want to do that in your loved ones or your friends and stuff. But when you're in a competition or fighting for your life, take advantage of those weaknesses. That's a that's a great lesson. I'm right there with you. So we I've actually used that in a, I can't remember which movie it was, but we had that very similar lesson. So yeah, absolutely. When you see it, oh, it was in uh, Predator. Predator, the first one. You know, when the Predator is coming down and, you know, you see uh, camouflage is a weakness, you know, exploit it. So, oh, yeah, completely, completely agree. So my first lesson is something that's going to resonate with you very, very well. And I'll let me see if you can figure it out. Um, I'll start by asking you, hey, Sky, have you ever been held up by gunpoint? (laughs) Yes, I have. (laughs) And so what lesson do you think I would come up with that uh, would go with this movie and being held up at gunpoint? Um, and are also us owning a business that would be very similar. Um, uh, keep, uh, install bulletproof glass in front of your check stand. I don't know. Oh, you're, yeah, you are. 
you're way off the mark. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Never own a convenience store. Oh, there you go. <laughs> Never own a convenience yes. store. Because you and I actually own one. We had one and it was making money, but then, you know, the economy crapped out back in 2009 and we started losing money and all that. It's a, it's a headache. And yes. not to mention, yes. you can get bad guys that are going to say, hey, give me money for your protection. And oh, yeah. So definitely do not own a convenience store. At least that's my lesson. I'm never going to own a convenience store again. Good lesson. Me too. Me too. Um, my second lesson is keep your ego in check and do your job admirably. So this is just uh, uh, evidenced by Eddie Brock. The night before he goes to do that interview with Drake, well, his boss first told him, hey, go in there, just ask your questions and get out. Don't do the kind of stuff that you want to do because you don't have any um, uh, kind of ammo to use. You know what I mean? You don't have any good sources and stuff. And his girlfriend, Anne, tells him the exact same thing. Be careful when you go in there. He goes in there, half-cocked, stole some information from her computer to use against him. Bam gets fired. Bam gets um, uh, uh, nobody else in town will hire him because of probably Drake spreading the word. You hire him, I'm not doing business with you anymore so do your job well and admirably and just because you want to bust the guy don't just push for it every single time that's a great point great great point because i mean when you think about it he's literally stealing information from his his fiance mm -hmm. which you don't think that's gonna work out very well at least uh i would never see any time the stealing information from your your fiance especially when they get her fired is gonna go over really well i don't care how well it goes for you if you break a story or whatever your fiance is not gonna be very happy so don't do that so that's a great yeah, point not at all i think an investigative reporter they need to do a little bit more research and verify all their sources before they go with an accusation like that oh wholeheartedly i mean that that's that goes beyond the point um because obviously yeah that's a tiny bit of the movie of the story but yeah i mean there's so many reporters i mean just think right now that all the things going on in the world especially just in america um things that are either unsubstantiated which means there's no proof or there is proof whatever but there there i go off of proof you know if there's um, yes. actual proof of something going on that's how i draw the conclusion not just because a lot of people say oh i think it's this no 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 i need the proof in order anyways so with reporters if they don't have proof i'm like where's your source what's your source and all that sort of stuff mm -hmm. i just can't believe you because you could be lying i mean a lot of people lie so yep, absolutely my number two is and there's a lot of do nots in my lessons <laughs> so do not do any medical testing period Yes. Yeah. Never take part. Yeah. Never take part. I don't care if they say, Hey, this will give you, this will actually make your hair grow and give you erections because you're not, you're for both of those. And so this will take care of both of those. If you're, um, so I know you and I watch the Simpsons a lot. One thing strikes me so funny is Homer Simpson actually does a infomercial or like a commercial and he's the, he's the model for it. And it's, I can't remember what the drug was. I, it's probably a funny name, but um, he's the outcome of the drug is it's supposed to give you hair growth, you know, when you're bald, you know, Homer Simpson's bald, grows your hair and also helps you get an erection where you, you can't have an erection. <laughs> and so he's walking down the beach and saying, Oh yeah, this, this is uh medicine is great for, you know, putting more hair up there and helping me down there or something like that. And you see him walking in the sunset off in the sunset with a beautiful blonde girl and in the background, you hear the guy say, the voiceover say, possible side effects, loss of scalp and penis. 
<laughs> yep, yep. Don't take like, part in the testing. You're right. No, don't take part in any medical testing. <laughs> I love that one. I love that one. Um, let me see. My last lesson is if you are supporting a megalomaniac, you're not a victim when you die to due to his actions or plans. And the scientist played, I can't remember the scientist's name, but played by Jenny Slate. She obviously didn't want to do human testing. They weren't ready for that. She knew that people could be in danger, but she went along with it anyway. Maybe she felt like, you know, uh, her family would be in danger if she didn't. But that doesn't matter. Uh, I had no sympathy for her or her character or her family when she died due to being a part of Drake's plan. I definitely agree. Because even though you know that, hey, you know, I'm going to come after your kids or anything. Well, you still got to do what's right. Always do what's right and then figure out how you're going to do the rest. I mean, even if you need to literally move your family because, oh, you know, he has money, he'll find you. I completely understand all that stuff. But, yeah, you always got to do what's right. That's my opinion. Yeah, you got to. Remember, uh, I'm pretty sure it was Chasing Amy. Did you ever see that one with Ben Affleck? I did. Okay, so in Chasing Amy, there was this one point when two of the characters are arguing about... Um, um, everybody who died on the Death Star, all those contractors who were just hired to do a job to build the Death Star, it's their own damn fault that they were on there building a Death Star when they died. You know, you can't be <laughs> sad for them. Absolutely. Yep. Cool, cool. So what's your last lesson? My last lesson is do not walk towards a gunfight. So if you could track with me, when Venom is being or Eddie Brock is being held up, you know, as he's coming out, you know, he broke into the, his old boss's um, office. He comes out and you got all the SWAT guys going to fire guns at him. Well, they start fighting and they're literally gunfights and people dying and all sorts of stuff. But his girlfriend, let me just keep walking on in there. <laughs> Maybe know. they're not going to hurt me. And she's not a part like Venom doesn't know her. Uh, Eddie Brock doesn't know all that sort of stuff or, you know, kind of. That's, anyways, like, why would you keep walking towards a gunfight? Maybe she's trying to prove how awesome and, you know, uh, unaffordable afraid she is but i was like i am not walking towards that i don't care if there is anything going on i'm running away from gunfights totally and that was my monday morning quarterback when you see swat team members on the ground and you hear gunfire you do not walk towards it like she did absolutely mm-hmm. totally that was my what was your monday morning quarterback my monday morning quarterback is all it goes with a lesson but the same thing always look forward when you're riding a motorcycle yeah, like never turn your face because when you turn your face, you can't see where you're going. Just like That's you're driving when a car. you plow into something. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. So before we get to next week movie, uh, anything we failed to discuss? No, we covered a lot of stuff. So we <laughs> we did, huh? All right. So this was your choice. Um, well, so hold on, next- hold on. Before, oh, I, go ahead. I, I I forgot that you were going to go into that. We did forget to mention the prop. What prop you would want to have? Oh, that's right. What is your prop? motorcycle oh it was a cool looking bike that was a very very cool looking bike and on top of that i would love to have a motorcycle my wife would not let me she says i have to you know the kids have to be all grown up and married off and she has to have you know a million dollar life insurance policy so just because she you know worried i'll die but i can't have a motorcycle but i'd love to have that one um and so also as i got to thinking i could not think of and hopefully you found one i could not think of another good prop that i would want so what's your prop I couldn't think of one. No, so I had zero props. I thought about the motorcycle, but I thought, eh, at the same time, that's too big. I really, really wouldn't want that in my house anyway. So I didn't come up with any props from this one. Unless, like, I doubt they were practical, but those containers that held 
Um, the symbiotes inside the lab, that would be cool to have, but I'm sure the container itself was practical, but the symbiote inside was all computer generated. So um, that that would be my only thought. That's the only other thought that I have was the container. Mm-hmm. Uh, just a container without the symbiotes in there, just a container, but that's rather kind of bulky and... Yeah. You That's know, why I, I didn't choose a prop from this one. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, so the motorcycle for me would be awesome to have. Sweet. So this movie was your choice. Next week, I'm going to choose Bad Times at the El Royale. Yeah, we got Thor in it. It's got to be good. We do, we do. And um, the only thing I know about this movie is what I saw on a movie poster at the at the movie theater last week. And one of the characters looks exactly like Bill Pullman, but younger. And his last name is Pullman. So we've got a Pullman family member, probably one of his sons in this movie. So Very cool. Yeah. I don't know anything about it. It just bad times at the El Royale. Might be a murder mystery. Might be gangs fighting. I have no no clue what it is. So I'm looking forward to watching something that I have zero knowledge about. So I accidentally watched part of a trailer on it. Oh, Um, man. You screwed up. Yeah. But you know what's great? Well, yeah. I'm not going to. But what's great is I don't remember much of it other than it. Other than it seemed kind of like a similar to um, uh, Crazy... No, not Crazy 8, but like the Hateful 8. You know, kind of like a random chance type thing. Okay, so, sweet. Yeah, I'm down so with that. That's the only thing I gathered, but I don't remember any of it. All I do remember is that Thor is in it, so that's hopefully it's good. He's usually a decent actor, and I'm really, really excited. Oh, thinking of Thor... I just heard that uh, Chris Evans is no longer part of the MSU. Like, he's literally done, and he's moving on. So um, I don't know if I'm good or bad about that, like if I'm excited or upset about it. Um, actually, I would say I'm more not upset that he's um, he's gone. Um, his character, uh, for the first three movies of his, were really good. But in Avengers, obviously, he had a very small part, and so he was really getting pulled out. But, yeah, so what do you think about the Avengers or not Avengers, but like the MCU changing the cast around and people that were, you know, booked for like six movies are now moving on. Oh, I'm good with it, man. I mean, I loved Captain America. This was the first time ever in these movies that I liked Captain America. I read the comic books forever, but I never got into the Avengers and probably because I was never a big Captain fan, right? But these movies brought Captain to life, especially like if you think back to that very first, uh, the first Avenger, Captain America, that movie, when he when he jumps on the grenade and then at the end of the movie, when he risks or like he throws his own life away to save millions of people, um, he is just the hero of all heroes and so i fell in love with captain so i'm not excited that he's moving on but i'm fine with it because hey the actor's got to do what he's got to do and it just makes room for other characters and other actors to come in so i'm good with it not happy but good with it yeah i completely agree and i'm hoping and their track record mcu the um uh, marvel what they've done the track record in my opinion with finding characters or actors to play the characters has done a really really good job so i'm anticipating a very good new cast a new 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 everything which is going to be great i'm hoping it's going to continue on so i'm very very optimistic that they're going to get good actors playing good characters and everything now you know we have marvel or captain marvel coming out i don't know anything about it other than there's a woman named captain marvel so it's going to be interesting i can't wait and i'm trying my best not to watch any trailers like i said i had my fingers in my ear and was closing my eyes and and humming so i didn't hear anything but um yeah i'm really looking forward to the rest of the mcu to see because i know that they said uh faggy kevin feige said that you know everything leads up to the um infinity war 
like the 10 years before, but there's also going to be 10 years after that. Like it's, it's like the middle is the Infinity War. So super awesome. We got 10 more years of great movies coming out. At least I hope. Yeah, yeah, so do I. I'm looking forward to it for sure. All righty. So now that you know how we feel about Venom, we would love to hear your thoughts and not just your thoughts on the movie, but also on any life lessons that you took away from it. So please visit the show notes page at watchandlearnpodcast.com slash Venom. While you're there, you can scroll to the bottom, leave a comment on the page. You can see our list of life lessons learned. Um, Check out that official trailer, some screenshots from the movie. And when you go there, there's also a link to our Watch and Learn Podcast Facebook page where you can comment as well so thank you very much for tuning in today we do appreciate your ears and we will return next week with fast times at ridgemont high <laughs> close oh, wait wait no wrong <laughs> bad times at the el royale <laughs>